This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Jeanette Dubois, the actress who played Wilona on the TV show Good Times, has died. Dubois was also the voice you heard on the Moving On Up theme song that she wrote from the Jeffersons. Dubois died unexpectedly in her sleep overnight at her home in Glendale, California, according to her family. She was 74. Well, we're moving on Yes, we are moving on up and she is definitely moving on up. Man, I mean, uh, when when you lose like the cultural icon, uh, Jeanette uh, Dubois, and, and you know, we've been getting hit like every every few weeks here. So, um, you know, you got to you got to really kind of start the show off with um, with a tribute. So, uh, you know, rest in power, um, uh, you know, Jeanette Dubois. Man, um, I don't know. I mean, first of all, welcome to the G podcast. Every week we talk opinion, culture, current events, news, politics, all that good stuff. This is episode 21 and uh, I'm Tommy B. Got to say what's up to um, my brother from another mother. Where are you, man? <laughs> can, can you disclose? <laughs> I, am in, I am in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, he's in Savannah, Georgia. So he sounds a little different this week, uh, but I can see you, man. <laughs> Your internet working. <laughs> You're on the bootleg internet. Have you tapped into somebody's like the, the well, internet from across I'm the saying, street? I'm, I'm saying the nice, comfortable motel who provides us internet. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. That's so, right there. So I am. I am legal. Good. You're legal. No bootleg internet. And <laughs> and uh, got to say what's up to uh, the one, the only, the illustrious entertainment and digital guru who won't come up on camera, uh, Tanya B. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> Eventually, eventually, I, I shall. Oh, I can't. But you know what? That's not fair. Like Sunday evening to ask a sister before the week to come up on camera. Is that fair? Bye. Is that fair? I think it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's move. Let's keep moving on up. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's, keep moving. let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. And this also, ain't this the huh? Me Too move? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, I'll just have to uh, clear all the food out of the way. But ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to go okay. into the soul food right now. But I understand. Yeah. food comes Food do come first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, I got to say what's up. Also, I, I think I see him here. Um, I hope he's he's connected. Uh, we have a special guest. We'll talk to him in just a few minutes. Uh, our legal and political analyst, uh, author, writer, commentator, uh, Mr. Harold Michael Harvey. He might be coming up here in a minute. I know how it is. It's the new platform. So um, we'll be connecting with him in just a minute. And, and I want to ask him because he did an interesting thing. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Harvey's here in Atlanta. 
And uh, he's originally from Macon, Georgia. And he did something in Macon I'm going to ask him about before he gets rolling. But we're going to talk politics in just a few minutes. So, y'all, let, let me ask you, um, you know, how was your week? First, I mean, you know, Vi, how was your week, man? How was it? It was a tiring week. Very tiring. Really? Okay. You've been traveling? Nope. <laughs> just, just an exhausting <laughs> week. Hey, yeah. just work. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. What about you, Tanya B? Tanya B, good week? I, it was a long week, and, you know, I was somewhere in America last week, and I'm going to be somewhere in America again for another week in a few days. So uh, it, it has been. Okay, I got you. But I will tell you, you know how how you all always talk about, you know, what did I eat in and, and the whole nine yards? And while I did cook something for uh, a major event that I wasn't able okay. to make. Whoa, 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 um, wait a minute. Because I knew minute. if I got there, I'd be late getting back here. Well, and, you know what? Since, we, since we're waiting on Mr. Harvey. Exactly, yes. There we go. Okay, come on. No, I just wanted to, I, I would like to just have that uh, that play. Okay, go ahead. Um, we'll the only thing I, I did make <laughs> was my Yaffe Jack Daniels candied yams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I just want to have a moment for um, to recognize, you know, the passing of you know someone who was definitely part of I think a lot of people's lives when it came to just pop culture and you know I believe she was the original Black Martha Stewart when it came to just being a lifestyle guru and restaurateur and B Smith lost her battle with Alzheimer's. Absolutely, absolutely. Today. So we'll just we'll just give a little of the soul food song and have a moment. You know, don't pour it up for yeah. the homies, but let me we'll just sprinkle a little gravy for B. Smith right now. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Tanya B., it was interesting. Um, and, you know, she was she was like you said, the the real, the black Martha Stewart. Um, she had done modeling. Um, she was a spokesperson for companies like Verizon, multiple companies. Uh, she had been a spokesperson for. And um, and the other the other interesting thing, and, and this is not, you know, I don't want to be negative. I mean, you know, uh, and I don't think this is negative. I don't know if you remember back in 2018, um, they interviewed it may have been 60 minutes they did, or no CBS Sunday morning. Uh, they did the interview with her husband. And, um, the fact that, um, her husband, she, I mean, I don't know, they had talked about permission for him to move on. And, um, he had actually, he was dating another woman and the woman had moved into the house and yes. they were both actually taking care of her. And, uh, he took, allegedly, Allegedly, but uh, you heard it come out by. I saw you shake your head like mm, there she go. But um, <laughs> bottom bottom line is, um, you know, uh, he had said that, um, you know, because he didn't want to lose his life because his wife was losing her life. And at the time, it was interesting because as they were doing the interview, she really was. She really did not know him on certain days. I mean, it was it was really a tough battle for their entire family. And, um, you know, she didn't, and, and, and all the photos they showed of her, the interview, this was back in 2018. 
she still looked amazing. She did not look 70. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the photos, Vi, or, or Tanya B. I know I you did. probably followed. No, I did. I did, yes, absolutely, did. yes. And, and yes, she did look amazing. She looked amazing. She still kept up her appearances, man. But um, the thing that I really want to take away from this is the fact that they did a lot to try to bring light to, to Alzheimer's in the African-American community. And I think we still have to, and hopefully, you know, he'll continue with a foundation or some kind of legacy because, you know, we, we've been dealing with this for a long time in the African American community with, uh, you know, not calling it Alzheimer's, but, you know, where we've got, you know, the, the cousin, the uncle or, you know, uncle Pete, you know, in the back room, you know, and, and a lot of these folks who, who we just don't know how to care for. And, uh, it's just, you know, I, I know I, I grew up with that as well. Where, you know, we would have relatives who, who were like dementia, you know, either, you know, borderline. And, and it's really tough to deal with because, um, you never know what's going to happen. And B. Smith was known to wander off and disappear. The danger was waking up in, in the morning and, and she'd be, she would be gone. You know, she would leave. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's just tough on families, man. So I, I, I definitely want to make sure that we bring awareness to, uh, you know that and how it impacts the african-american community so i'll leave it at that okay any other thoughts on that and i, I see our guest is here i want to i want to mention throw it to him and, and and talk a little bit about what's going on in the country but tanya b thank you so much for bringing that up thank you for bringing that up and, and before we go i do have one little was it uh was it little known black history fact i well, so i'm not gonna say it now people have to stick around okay. i will just say it has to do with the legendary musician prince excellent good stuff Good stuff. Uh, I want to go ahead and hit the headlines real quick, if we can do that, y'all. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk about the craziness that's been happening in the country, especially in Nevada. So we'll come back and talk about this uh, right after our headlines. Here we go. More than 1,000 former Justice Department officials are calling for Attorney General William Barr to resign over his handling of the Roger Stone trial. Stone is a longtime advisor to President Trump. They feel that Barr's decision to overrule his own prosecutors in a case is more evidence that the Trump administration is weakening the rule of law. Trump defender and Louisiana Senator John Kennedy says that's not the case. He's mature. He's serious. He exercises power fairly and intelligently. Uh, He's cursed with a rational mind. And he's tough as a boot. Kennedy on CBS's Face the Nation. Fourteen people who tested positive for coronavirus were among the more than 300 American cruise liner passengers who were flown home to military bases in the U.S. after two weeks under quarantine off Japan. They face another two weeks of quarantine here. The cruise ship Diamond Prince has reported more than 450 cases. That's the highest cluster of cases outside of China. Dr. Anthony Fauci, a top health official at the National Institutes of Health, said the original idea of keeping people safely quarantined on the ship wasn't unreasonable. But he admitted it proved to be ineffective in preventing the spread of the virus on the ship. President Trump came under fire Tuesday for commuting the sentence of Rod Blagojevich, the ex-governor of Illinois. Blagojevich was convicted of trying to sell Barack Obama's vacated U.S. Senate seat. He'll be able to go back home with his family after serving eight years in jail. That was a tremendously powerful, ridiculous sentence. Mr. Trump also pardoned Michael Milken, once considered Wall Street's junk bond king, plus six others. And he commuted the sentences of three additional people. 
Political observers and even some of his aides say former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg did not have a good night during Wednesday's Democratic presidential debate hosted by NBC. It was the first time he has been on a debate stage in nearly a decade. Candidate Elizabeth Warren went after Bloomberg hard. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. The debate last night was the last one before Nevada's caucuses. South Carolina is next, and 14 states will vote on Super Tuesday, which is March 3rd. All right, y'all. Um, interesting week. And um, I asked a guest to come in, uh, again, noted writer, legal and political analyst, um, author, uh, writer, commentator, Harold Michael Harvey. Mr. Harvey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Tommy B, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And and uh, be- before we get into uh, all that, man, I just want to say kudos to you. I, I saw you've been traveling and, and uh, you were down for all my folks in central Georgia Making Georgia, you made an appearance uh, at the Washington Library <laughs> a couple of days sure ago. Did, yeah, <laughs> and, and the interesting. Tell people the interesting I was story. There with the rain and cold. Yeah, rain and cold and all the crazy stuff. The Amazon rain we've been getting in the southeast. But let me let me ask you, man. You yeah. did um, something interesting about that because you grew up in that area. Uh, it's Black History Month. Tell people the story behind Washington Library for you because you weren't always welcome there, right? Well, that, that's correct. Um, way back in 1962, I'm probably 11 or 12 years old. Um, I wanted to read a book uh, about Willie Mays. Um, and so I asked my mom to take me to the Washington Memorial Library so I could check out this book on Willie Mays. And so she took me and um, we asked if I could get a library card. And the librarian said, nope. Uh, you can't get a library card uh, here. Wow. But I tell you what, there's a colored library a couple of blocks uh, down the roadway there. You can go down there and they'll give you a card. And they probably don't have the book that you want. We do have the, a, a good book on Willie Mays here. And they'll probably send up here and we'll loan the book to them. And you'll be able to check it out in a couple of weeks. Wow. And you remember uh, that. You know, so I was... Denied a library card, denied uh, the opportunity to go in and sit down in the library and read books. And lo and behold, 60-some-odd uh, years later, um, I get invited to come and speak at Author Talk, uh, which is a monthly uh, program that the library sponsors each month. Well, good for you. Well, you know, not good, la- not good. what, 60 years ago, <laughs> but, you know, to be able to come back. H- had you been in there before? This, within this span, uh, well, I was uh, I did some research last summer um, on uh, my class history. Also, I did a little research um, uh, this time last year on my book, Freaknik Lawyer. I was trying to figure out what was the racial dichotomies taking place in the early 1960s when I was a youngster um, that impacted my life to led me down this this path of had, finding the courage. Um, to do the things I did in representing college students doing Freaknik. Um, but, but beyond that, I probably have not been in the library since 1979. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, kudos to you. Welcome back. Always good to have you on the show. You're a friend of the show. And, and you know what? 
uh, you and I had we 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 I, I kind of stay in touch vicariously through your Facebook page well, and, and through your uh, LinkedIn. So I kind of see what's going on <laughs> with you. But let, let me ask you this. No inside baseball, as we say, uh, for folks who are following what's going on on the political side. We just as we tape the podcast, uh, we're taping right after the Nevada caucus, which um, Bernie Sanders came out victorious. Pretty overwhelmingly, would you say? Pretty, it was pretty yeah. overwhelming victory. Um, where are we? <laughs> I mean, is is and, and I'm going to ask from a Democratic perspective: is is the Democratic Party in a good place right now? Well, no, it's not. You know, you, it started out with just too many candidates, too many ideas floating around. And, um, you know, the, the Democratic uh, primaries in 2020 are what they should have been in 2016. That was a time to have the ideas to see how far we could advance um, on the Obama legacy. You know, uh, that was the time for all of these candidates and for Bernie Sanders, quite frankly. Um, but it didn't happen. And this year, you know, you, you the goal should be to defeat of the president, and I don't know how you can do it with starting out with about 22 candidates in the race uh, by throwing out all kind of ideas and programs and and budgets, uh, you know, um, and money that you're going to spend on programs in order to entice people to vote. So I'll have to say that the Democratic Party is not in a good place right now, um, and and I don't know that it can get in a good place. It all just it all. I don't think it can get in a good place because I believe. We will see in the end the type of fallout we saw four years ago when the contest came um, down to the fact that Hillary Clinton was going to win and she and uh, her campaign and the Sanders campaign could not get together yeah. uh, in order to put together a strong ticket uh, to get, to um, carry the day for, for Clinton. So I think no matter what happens, whoever wins in the primary process, I think it's going to come down to the same thing. How do you unify all those divergent uh, points of views in the Democratic Party um, in order to um, coalesce a strong run against President, um, um, whatever his name is, Trump? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you from and, and, you know, I know in some cases it's hard to be objective when when you may have a, a particular horse in the race. But is it is it healthy? Well, I don't say healthy may not be the best word. Um, is it advantageous right now to have Bernie Sanders at the top? Well, you know, like I think, uh, like I said, I, you know, four years ago was his time. Um, I supported him four years ago. I, I, I'm sort of like sitting back uh, this time, trying to, you know, let the see what the clearing is going to be. Um, it, it it may not be. I mean, I think. What you need at this point in time is someone basically who can um, defeat Trump, who doesn't have uh, the type of baggage that Trump can use in order to to um, beat him up and draw uh, centrist people, centrist Democrats and centrist uh, Republicans uh, to Trump as opposed to uh, the Democratic nominee. And, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders is a self-proclaimed democratic socialist which mm -hmm. is not the same thing as a socialist however when uh, the american people hear the word socialist 
a Democrat socialist, what they're thinking about is a socialist. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and so that's that is what uh, Trump will use to beat him up with if he's a Democratic nominee. I agree. I agree. And the other thing is Bloomberg. Um, and, and we, you know, I mentioned on oh. the show, we've been talking on the show last week. You can't get away from a Bloomberg ad. I mean, you know, it's like, well, I'm not going to say it, but, but you know, the, uh, there's a Bloomberg ad, ad everywhere. And with, yeah. with the amount of money he's spending, um, with uh, how he's targeting, especially African-American voters, you can already see the dent he's put into Joe Biden. Um what 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 are your what are your thoughts on on Bloomberg? Well, here's the deal. I can't understand why Democrats would want to uh, nominate a Republican <laughs> like the Republican. I don't understand why the Democrats would want to uh, nominate a billionaire to take control of their party who is essential as a Republican has never been in the Democratic Party. Uh, just like the Republicans did last year, they they nominated, uh, excuse me, four years ago, they nominated this uh, billionaire mm-hmm. who took over that party and the people who held to particular Republican views, those views are not being heard now because he's taken that party so far to the right uh, that, that um, mainstream Republicans really have no place to go they've lost control they've lost control pretty much they've lost control they they lost control and that's that's exactly what will happen if if bloomberg becomes a democratic nominee and win the presidency how can you control a guy with a billion dollars i mean billions of dollars there's no way that you can you can do that because we and we see the results because he's going out buying up all the uh, ad space on, uh, on television and he's creating these uh, these ads that create the narrative <laughs> that he wants, which drives the public away from you know that uh, atrocious uh, three year term he had as mayor of New York City. Yeah. You know, because he has the money to to um, he has the money to paint any picture that he wants to before the public. You can't control it. And so, I mean, to me, it's a mistake. For Democrats, particularly Black Democrats, you, I mean, have you lost your mind? Yeah, yeah. Do you understand what's at stake? Yeah. You know, so yeah. um, I, I don't see how he can fit into the equation. But you know, you've got uh, people, mm-hmm. um, whether they say money, uh, you know, money talks and everybody else walks, mm-hmm. and there's always a Black leader who will run towards the money yeah. as opposed to passing it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't see how. To me, he had, he should not factor into uh, Democratic politics at all. Um, and what Democrats they have lamb blasted the Trump administration for four years now, practically. And then you're going to turn around and do the same doggone thing that Republicans did four years ago, and put a billionaire at the head of your party. Uh, who really was never in your party. Trump was never in the Republican Party. Yeah. And all of a sudden he decides that that's the easiest, my, my easiest pathway to get there because I may not be able to beat Hillary as a Democrat, yeah. but if I but I can wipe out the guys on the Republican side and then I've got a stronger chance to beat her, which is what he did. And so Bloomberg is, is saying the same thing. I can't Trump 
can't beat Trump by running in my own party, the Republican Party. So I'm going to run as a Democrat and I get the nomination. I've got a chance to beat him. You know, so I understand black people. I understand anyone, any Democrat who is running towards um, t- towards um, Michael Bloomberg. Well, you, you know, know let, let me let me say this and let me mention this to you um, here. I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of Tom Perez. And I think ultimately this whole well, I, I know it's difficult to control somebody like Bloomberg. But in terms of just the overall course and the messaging on the of the party, um, and, and one thing I will give, what, what's his name, Priebus, who ran the Republican Party um, before they kicked him out, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. before Trump took over and, and, and booted him. He at least communicated. Well, well, actually, Trump, yeah. Go ahead. actually, Trump brought him into the White House to work, and they took that job away from him. Yeah, they took that job away from him. But at least I know he communicated through the transition better. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and Perez kind of spikes in and out and, and candidly, that's, it just seems the party's everywhere. I've not really been happy with the leadership. Um, and, and I know candidly that Perez is an Obama guy. He worked in the Obama administration. Uh, I, I think he was placed there, you know, based on Obama's recommendation. And I, I do believe they need to move on with someone candidly who understands the battle better and can control the battle. At least someone who will engage daily and have a higher profile and a much better profile. I just don't. I mean, candidly, you know, I think it's it's all over the place because the leader's not there, you know. And, and I know I know he's trying to stay out of the way right now, but I think it's dangerous to stay out of the way because I mean I I agree with you, uh, Mr. Harvey, wholeheartedly. Um, either Bernie is going to take over and control and disrupt or it's going to be Bloomberg to disrupt. Because I think, you know, I, I don't see Biden being successful candidly. I think, um, you know, even though he's counting on South Carolina, I think he's going to have a rude awakening. Uh, I think um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, God, uh, what's her name? Warren. Uh, Warren. Mm-hmm. Warren uh, is weakened. Uh, Klobuchar uh, is doesn't have a chance, and 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 Buttigieg, Buttigieg, his his uh, his path has basically been in the lily white areas, Iowa, uh, you know, in the in the white white Democratic liberal areas. But after that, when it starts getting more uh, more metro, uh, more urban, he ain't got a shot. So you know. It, uh, I don't know, man. What should black people do? <laughs> I'm gonna end it with that. What should we do, man? On a on a positive note, what should we do? I mean, I know well, everybody here. says everybody says vote, 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 vote. But what would you do? What, what should we do? If you were if you were right now running the party, if you were where Tom Perez, if you were in that seat, what would you do? What I would do is I would coalesce. Um, the support of the party behind, well, I would, you can't coalesce the support of the party behind any one candidate, but, uh, but I think the messaging has to be, there is one person who consistently opposed uh, better against Donald Trump, and that's Joe Biden. And, 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 and when you look at the fact of all of the trouble that Trump has gone through in order to um, muddy up Joe Biden's reputation 
then it, it just stands the reason that Joe Biden is a, probably is the strongest candidate that can go up against him. But the media messaging around Joe Biden because of his, you know, they started out saying he was too feely touchy. And then they started talking about saying that he's, he's kind of slow where well, the guy stutters. Mm-hmm. He's had the speech impediment. Yeah. And so his speech is not as glib as some of the other people on the debate stage, but he's been there. He has been second in command um, uh, in the country. He knows the apparatus of the government. He knows all the foreign uh, parties. He he knows at least what the international and foreign intrigue was up to four years ago. You know, so um, it seemed like to me he probably is the better candidate to have at the top of the ticket in um in november uh, but what they did is i think what perez did is in four years ago the party basically coalesced around hillary clinton and they basically worked against bernie sanders who had the popular support so perez coming in uh, as chairman of the party decided that he was not going to um he was not going to block anybody. He was going to let the will of the people sort of flow. And so what you got is just this hodgepodge. And so they they never got uh, coalesced around any one candidate or coalesced around a message to take on this monster in November. Yep. You know, so, Agreed. you know, Agreed. we're not in, Democrats are not in a good place right now. Right. Gotcha. Any other thoughts? And, for, uh, and to get yeah. it to yeah. get in a good place, I'll, I'll have to say to get in a good place, they really got to go with Biden. And it seems like that's not what the party wants to do. Yeah. Any uh, Vi, you're there, and, and Vi, you've been you've been kind of nodding along with uh, with what he's been saying. Uh, you got any questions for for Mr. Harvey? Yeah, I agree with him. Everything about it. I think Biden is our best chance to win. Also, but he's. I'm trying. Why he's why is he doing so bad right now? That's my problem with him. Yeah, I mean, but is he is he doing bad? Well, he's it's not, all he's about bad. perception. Yeah, it's all yeah. about perception. And what is good when you look at the debates uh, four years ago? Hillary Clinton cleaned the floor with that guy. Yeah. So it's not about who's glib tongue and can debate. She was the most prepared presidential candidate. Anybody party yeah. has ever put up Agreed. she she was just like biden she had been there as first lady she had been there as secretary of state she knew the apparatuses of government she knew the foreign intrigue she participated in a great deal of the secretary of state um uh, and on the debate stage you know she took the guy and she she wiped the floor with him yeah you well, know so yeah, that's not yeah. really a thing so so you've got a guy who had a problem speaking all of his life, and what does he do? You, you, we tend to sublimate when we have a weakness. And so his life, he, he became a doer. He became a guy that could sit behind his desk and tinker and get a job done, and everybody could, and then people around him knew, okay, Joe will come through. That's why Obama picked him, because he knew that Joe would sit there and get something done. He would make the phone calls. He would... Um, engage people in the conversations in order to turn the public, the, um, the discourse towards the way they wanted them, you know, but in terms of him being out front center stage, he's got a speech impediment. So he's, 
so he lacks the glib tongue that others do. And so we, we, we who think we are normal and with a glib tongue, we sort of say, well, he's doing so bad. Yeah. But is he really? The media tell us that. But is he really doing bad? He's expressing himself. I watch those debates. And, and Biden will start the attack. And then at the end of the debate, the commentators talk about how Sobachar came in and, and did so and so. Well, that, that line of thinking uh, issue was raised by Biden. Yeah. But now we're going to forget that Biden raised the issue and we're going to give throw accolades at Klobuchar or Buttigieg because they followed up and, 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 and they just really sounded more smoother and like they were in command and know what they were doing. Well, if the guy made the point, he understands the issues and he, he understands how to wrestle through them. That's the way I see it. And I believe I'm in a minority mm. of, of looking at Biden in that sense. But there we go. There you go. I thought, when I say he's doing bad, I'm not saying he's doing as bad as for the uh, debate. I'm just saying he's losing. What is, I mean, what is he? What is he not? His doing? poll. His poll numbers is what you're talking his about. Poll yeah, I'm yeah. just talking about the poll numbers. Well, you know, let, actually, let me let me address that. Actually, yeah, yeah. I actually agree. Yeah. I actually agree. I think he is. I don't. Know, I'm not a big fan of Biden, but I think Biden is our best chance of beating Trump. Well, let me and say right, this. Yeah, I'm gonna say right, this by right. you don't have you don't have the people behind him. Yeah, I'm talking about why? Why don't why the people not behind? What is he not doing, or what are we're not doing? I mean, I, I think Mr. Harvey, right. Mr. Harvey said it. It's perception, and and when you talk about him being quick on the draw, uh, again, Mr. Harvey mentioned the fact that, and even even Biden's been talking about the fact that you know he stutters, he he does, he and he thinks, and I think. He thinks before he says anything. He's very he's very measured, you know. Whereas even when you think about think about Hillary and 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 and, and Trump in the debates um, a few years ago, you had a situation where anything could come out of Trump's mouth, and in a lot of cases, it was the stuff he was quick, but he was quick with with a dumbass answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was he was quick with insults. He wasn't quick with facts. You know, and and people were more in tune. People in 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 twenty twenty are more more in tune with your delivery versus your content. And and Trump is all about delivery. He's you know he's sound and fury pretty much. You know, and and that's pretty much all he is. Whereas Biden may be thoughtful, measured, but people are going to weigh his delivery. And that and, and even with Bernie, that's one of my problems with Bernie. Bernie's making a lot of promises, but when you look at Bernie's record in terms of what Bernie's truly delivered during all the time he's been in in Vermont, he really hasn't done that much. Am I correct? Am I wrong in saying that, Mr. Harvey? No, no, you're you're right in in that. But then you got to, you know, Bernie's ideas are so far left of where the where the country is. That's why that they just. I like his ideas. I like his programs. I wanted them four years ago. Yeah. I would like to have them this. I would like to have them in 2020, but I know to support that in 2020 is, is probably a losing proposition. Yeah. And so I would much rather get somebody into, to, to stand the course, to steer, to stem the tide of this, uh, right wing drift that the country is going into. And then who knows, maybe in 24, we can come back and revisit 
If not, um, oh, Lord. I'm pretty sure Sanders would be out of the way, but AOC <laughs> would be probably ready to be president by then. Lord, so, you know, I like the idea, yeah. but I think the country is not there. Yeah, I mean, the you got you got a way. That's why he's not yeah. able to get anything done. He, he he's sort of like a Don Quixote, you know, uh, yeah. wrestling with windmills because the uh, supported. There's just not enough people in Congress uh, who believes um, that every citizen ought to have a right to medical insurance. I believe that. Now, how you go about achieving that, you know, I don't know. I, you know that that's in the that's in the minutia. So you know, but I like the idea. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to wrap it. Yeah, we're going to wrap it. Uh okay. Mr. Harvard, I'll but burn. I want I want No, 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 you're good. You're good, but I want to say this. Um one one thing we got to count. We also have to put into account the age of these candidates. And when when you you know, you look to 2024, how old will Bernie be if we're talking about Bernie be 34 this um, year. Not 34, but uh 84. <laughs> or, or, or he, he's already going to be if he wins, he would be the oldest and and, you know, you look at Biden, these guys are going to be up in age and they can't they probably will not even be in a position to run. Mr. Mr. Harvey, how can people get in touch with you? How, what's the best way to connect with you? We got to have you back and, and we are going to have you back on a consistent uh, basis, to, you know, with some with some reports. Go ahead. How can people contact you? H.M. Hart, H.M. Harvey at HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. One more time. And I'll make sure I put it on the podcast page as well. H.M. Harvey. At HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Man, I really, I really hope, you know, and, and I want to reach out to the podcast family and just say this. Um, uh, Mr. Harvey is, is, is dead on in, in terms of what he says, uh, knowledgeable. He's been following. He's seen the history of these parties. And I do believe, um, I, I believe you're on point, man. I really do. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. We got to have you back. I want to say thank you. Last minute notice because. I feel the way you feel. Uh, a lot of folks are saying it's too early. I don't agree with that. Um, you know, I, I, people are saying, well, we need, we need to wait. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> I hear people yeah. say it's too early. It's too late. So so here's the thing, y'all. Go vote, but also be mindful. And, and you know, I'm all about whoever the nominee is, you know, grin and bear it, you know, but 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 whatever we can do in the meantime, you know, be thoughtful in terms of who you follow. And I'll leave it at that. Mr. Harvey, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and, and, oh, thank uh, you for having me. Best to you. Best to Swats, your lovely wife and family. Thank you so much. And, uh, y'all, we're going to take you. a, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back with Tanya B and T and more. So thank you so much. Hang on. All right, y'all. I had to get that in. Vi, what's up, man? Going on. This is the G Podcast. Tanya B's in the building. Tanya B, how you doing? Uh, I know Tanya B, um, you, you over there probably doing your soul food while we were talking politics. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm real serious about the political side of this. I know a lot of folks don't really like to talk politics. And, you know, we're we're a news and politics show. But but I, I just think right now it's, you know, pe- I hear people say we got plenty of time. And really, we don't. We don't. I mean, you know, what we see now, candidly, is is a predictor, I think, of what we're going to see in November. So, um, you know, 
Ain't, ain't gonna be somebody riding in from a white on a white horse. I think we are where we are. Uh, do you agree, Vi? I mean, Vi, what do you what are your thoughts, yes. man? Do you you know you you see any anybody coming in saving it? <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. I, I won't talk anymore because we got some. Uh, I really don't. Stuff to get I really think with, with the way things go with Bernie, I think Bernie's gonna Bernie might win it, but I don't think Bernie. I don't think Bernie can beat Trump. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Biden is our best chance of beating Trump. And right now, Biden just don't, for some reason, we're not, he's not winning the primary right now. Perception, man. Perception. I'm going to leave it at that, though. Then, um, you know, I think, uh, I'm yeah. sure one thing, I think, what, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, the, the billionaire? Oh, uh, uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg, yeah. Yeah. Set up. I think he's a setup. He is, just, uh, Trump is really worried about Biden. And I said, Bloomberg got in there. What? When it, it's like Biden's avatar, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Hey, uh, b- before we roll, Tanya B, um, and I know, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to get into the tea in just a minute, Tanya B, but I want to ask you about something that came up this week, um, and I know you got your tea report, but let, let me ask you, I just heard this and I want to play the clip. Um, we we in this mode again. We in, we in this mode again. I just happened to hear this, Tanya B, and I'm just wondering your thoughts, and then we can get into the tea. But When you first came out and you said what you said, you know, in regards to Gail, yes. my heart <laughs> dropped. I felt like not only were you talking to Gail, but you were talking to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, Snoop has now taken his power flow away from me, away from Willow, yeah. away from my mother. Mm-mm. Right. I was like, oh, if this is what's happening, I was like, not Snoop. Right. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why I felt like I really wanted to have the conversation with you in the in the spirit of healing. Hey, Tanya B, did you hear uh, Snoop's going to be on the Red Table talk this upcoming Wednesday as we tape the podcast on a Sunday? You. you is that right? You think he? You think he should be doing that? No. <laughs> he needs to go call Olivia Pope first of all. <laughs> Judy Smith, call hell, call me. Okay. Uh, uh, he he no, might. Be. I'm not trying to be politically correct in my reply. I'm, I'm no, I don't. Go, you don't have to. Uh, I, I'm. I'm not going to go over to the West. I, I'll. <laughs> there are a lot of other people that should be apologizing for a lot worse things. Hey, you know, I just I, maybe I missed part of the memo, but for me, after Snoop came out again, apologize for his delivery, not in what he said in response to Gail King and and Lisa Leslie. But I think after your mother puts her foot in your behind, whether you are 15 or 50, he knows better. I want to see him do better. And I'm not stuck on him, even doing Red Table Talk. There may be something else revealed that, again, like that we missed or that he didn't say or, you know, because only the media will pick up whatever will get clicks and headlines and, you know, and things along that line. Yeah. So, you know, I said, I'm going to give him, I'll give him a minute and see what he says on Wednesday. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, don't, I just think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll need to be more, um, you know, like you write a memo mm-hmm. or you talk about, say something that you're going to say to somebody sure. and you see that I better, you know, marinate, walk away for a minute and come back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll just be, again, not, in what he says, just the delivery, because I I believe I'm one of a lot of people who were rocking with him in what he said and the way he said it. I was like, mm. you know, I oh I just kept playing back the part where he called Gail that <laughs> adjective, <Yeah. laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. But mm. you know, I, I think he says something a lot of people want to say. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave it at that. We'll see what he says on Wednesday and come back next week. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he says on okay. Wednesday. All right. What you got? You got your tea. Thanks for waiting. Uh-huh. Thanks for, oh, thanks for going I through the politics with us. I do. Go for it. Okay. Let's see. What should we go to? Uh, let's talk about, oh, let's talk about D Wade. Yeah. You know, Dwayne Wade, his number was retired this weekend by the Miami Heat. And, you know, he's, He's had a very interesting journey. He said now he's at the point in life where he wants to fulfill some dreams. Mm-hmm. When you come from a place that D-Wade has come from, you know, with the drug addicted, addicted parents, you know, now actually finding out that his first wife, you know, was dealing with mental illness unbeknownst to him. You know, then he had explained the break baby to Gabrielle Union, you know, and now he's dealing with, um, you know, with, was the issue with um, Zaya, his child. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the actually the documentary comes on tonight on ESPN. Um, it's called Life Unexpected, and it it just really follows him, you know, in that journey. Really, kind of since retirement. Yeah. And I think one thing he did that was kind of cool that he could do. A lot of people can't do. He played got with Rick Ross and Raphael Sadiq. Actually, he made a record. It's called Season Ticket Holder. Have you heard it? No, but I heard him talking about it. I, I didn't hear the song, but I heard him talking. I about have it. a song. That, Why have you heard? You it? know what? Based. No, I don't think Vi's heard it. Wake up, Vi. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Let me shut his mic off. <laughs> his mic is off. Go ahead, Tanya B. Okay. His mic is officially uh, off. It's not bad. <laughs> and compared to what is out there, yeah. especially with a lot of these mumble mouth rappers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd much rather hear season ticket holder than to hear anything by the Migos or the rest of those mumble mouth children. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and actually, like I said he he didn't go and get like you know MC Boo, yeah. you know Rick Ross is Rick Ross, and and Raphael Sadiq is a hell of know. a producer, yeah, it, exactly. So I said it, the record is not bad, and the fact that he's able to fulfill his dream, mm-hmm. I am not mad at him. But who I am mad at is, and this person needs to apologize, is I'll just say dumb donkey, stupid, mm-hmm. that rapper Bootsy that went on this social media tirade. Yeah. And I say, you don't tell a woman how to cook in her kitchen. And who are you to tell somebody how to raise their child? Yeah. Then his ignorant, I say ignorant, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. His ignorant son gets on social media and defends him. Yeah. And then Boosie's like, I'm being persecuted because of what I said. Yes. Again, you have a right to say what you want to say. Again, it's all about your delivery. Mm-hmm. So then he was here in Atlanta, went to Planet Fitness. They booed him, kicked him out of the gym. He, so he claims, or you know, I mean, Atlanta's not the place you really come and start to you know spit anti LGBTQIH plus nope rhetoric. <laughs> nope. Okay, this yeah. is not the place to go. Yeah. And uh, then he got online, was talking about Planet Fitness. Don't go there. And the yeah. best he could do was say they have roaches. I'm like, 
You know, instead of taking all this time and talking about other people and how they raise their kids, how about he go get a hit record? The last one he had was when. (laughs) Well, you know, here's my here's my thing, uh, Tanya B. You know, sometimes people just need attention. You know what I'm saying? And and Snoop, uh, you know, candidly is on a different. You know, they're on a different level. Snoop's on a different level. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. and we just kind of have to. You know, there's some, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, take away his, his claim to fame and his credit, but I will say that, you know, you know, I, I'm, I, the Snoop, the Snoop commentary is more important because I think, you know, definitely there's more impact than, than Boosie. And I'll leave it at that. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Boosie's like the kid that would rap in the high school gym and Snoop is, is worldwide and you know, actually part of a global pop culture type of situation. And Boosie's like the also ran. Well, you know, being the nerd that I am and the blurred that I am, you remember like um, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> the cartoon. You know, and Scrappy-Doo running behind Scooby. Snoop is Scooby. Mm-hmm. And, and all he is is Scrappy. So, I mean, you know, not to berate him, but in terms of impact, social impact. I mean, Snoop, just, Snoop has more social impact. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, he's he's has a right to his opinion, but you know, Snoop has more social impact. What else you got? What's next? Okay, well, maybe Boosie should go call Tony Braxton and get some CBD. Because what's <laughs> in- interesting is that you know, uh, Braxton Family Values. At one point, they were like, "We're the highest rated you know, reality show, maybe on WeTV," and that is not the case anymore. Because if you notice, you haven't seen the show. There's been no promo about its return, and more than likely, it's not coming back. Mm. Wow. Uh, you know, Tony, just, you know, she started doing that to give her sisters income. She didn't want to do it. Yeah. And, um, and now it looks like they're going to be canceled. You know, at this point, you know, every one of these, these franchises and these shows, they run their course after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, how many more times can, you know, Tamar snap her neck? We're sick of that. How many more times can Miss Evelyn tell her to be quiet? You know, they, they, there was just really nothing there. Trina's like, I'm done with this. I got a business. I got a husband. I, I'm done. I got what I came for. Yeah. So, you know, and the sisters were saying they wanted more money. They thought, you know, they thought they were worth more than they really were. And they didn't like the way that they were portrayed and they wanted more control. And we all know that when it comes to the world of reality TV, control is not part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So what is Tony doing? Tony went and hooked up with a business. And right now, as I speak to you, there's a billboard in Times Square of Tony Braxton promoting this CBD oil, which is sold exclusively at GNC. Gotcha. Well, Vi, you had an injury. And she says, You use a CBD? <laughs> you, you know, I did not have any CBD. Because <laughs> I, I get a text. You know what, Tanya B? I'm getting text now. Like, you know how you get like these. I had never really gotten like the, what do you call them? The spam text. But I'm getting a whole lot of spam yes. text for CBD oil. Is that, are you getting that stuff? I never got. I get them for Viagra. I don't know what they think. They would get it and why. Don't need it. Um, but you know, by the time your phone number, you know, gets out there and, you know, it's oh, sold to damn, some boiler room. But the CBD oil. Prakistan, everybody's uh, getting yeah. into it. So do you think, I mean, you know, you remember Tanya, I mean, you know, Tony went through a lot financially. Um, you know, and, and I think she's exactly. rebounded. But in terms, she wasn't she doing Vegas residency for a while, or did she do it for a minute? Did she have a chance? She was, and that really that sent her into another bankruptcy. She can still work, but she says that the CBD actually helps with her symptoms of lupus. Good, good for her, good for her, and she'll be if if she does it and it maybe works. Maybe she should give some the trick. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, yeah. Well, she should give something to trick daddy. He claims he has lupus, but he also has a drug and alcohol problem. Wow. But anyway, uh, moving right along, ladies Which, and gentlemen. I hear you. Let's right. talk about. Damn. I thought we were going nice. Okay, two things. One Go thing ahead. I didn't have on here, a little bonus piece. I got to give you this. Okay. The Whitney Houston Hologram Tour is starting next week. Um, some people have seen it. It's overseas right now. They saying creepy, eerie, you know, doesn't even look real because here you've got the hologram of Whitney, then you've got live background singers and you've got live dancers, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I said, what in the name of Bobby Brown is going on? Bobby can't say anything really. Yeah. Um, Bobby Christina's gone. Sissy has dementia. So this is all, you know, a, a money grab, I believe, for uh, sister-in-law, Pat Euston, and her spineless husband, Gary, who's Whitney's brother. And this is the way that the only way that they have left to make money. Because yeah. people think that they own everything Whitney. Yeah. But don't forget, Whitney left a lot of her estate to Bobby Christina, who passed away, and then it reverted back to Bobby Brown. He's her next of kin, not Pat and Gary wow. Euston. Mm. So they're going to, this is almost like a tribute type show i mean tribute band tribute i mean if it, anybody goes to part the show, of it yeah imagine if you took like uh, a barbie doll or they might have a whitney doll mm-hmm. and made it a little translucent and you just stood it up in the mirror and played the music and then you danced around it that's kind of oh, wow. wow here's the thing i don't it's know crazy. what they think people are going to pay for this yeah. people will buy tickets because they're curious but i am not one of them so they're not getting anything from me yeah. Damn. Bad idea. Bad idea. Okay. All right. All right. Well, very bad idea. Yeah. Very bad idea. I'm in agreement. Okay. Now we got to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we're all in agreement. Absolutely. The eyes have it. Yeah. With Neeson hologram tour, just say no. Hey, no. you, you're going to go into pop smoke, right? But let me. Can I play something before you go into pop smoke? Yeah. Hey, let me. Let me play this. Absolutely. Clip. Let me. Let me play this, and I want y'all to check this out. Vod, check this out as well. Here we go. Yo. We got to do better, man. What we doing? What we doing, man? At the end of the day, man, we all kings. We're not in the jungle. You ain't got to kill your brother to eat. Them days should be long behind us, man. They print money every day. Every day. Apply yourself. We got to do better. We kings, baby. Let's be kings. We got to get it together, man. Just lost Nipsey to some ignorance. Be back here again. Come on, man. I'm rooting for you. I want to see all y'all win. Everybody. Real talk. I just wanted to play that, Tanya B. Um, That was Young Jeezy. Uh, He got on social media um, after this Pop Smoke thing. So what's the word on Pop Smoke? What's going on? Oh, a couple of things. Allegedly, you know, uh, there was the talk of him on social media flashing, you know, the gifts and the money and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was out in uh, L.A. And what's interesting is he was renting a house, as we know, that was owned by the daughter of rock star John Cougar Mellencamp, Teddy Mellencamp and her husband. Wow. And apparently she had, a, you know, she had a little bit of a relationship with Pop Smoke because she actually went to social media, you know, and put up, you know, a, a condolence uh, message. But um, what's interesting is two things. One is that before this home invasion started, it took place at 430 in the morning. There was a package that was sent to that house and signed for. Hmm. What was in the package? Not quite sure. Was that a way to make sure we've got the right house? Don't want to hit the wrong house or the wrong person. Because after the shooting took place, no 
no cash was taken, no jewelry was taken. No. You know, he had all those gift bags and, you know, the designer stuff. None of that was taken. Wow. So, uh, you know, now it's being said it was not a home invasion. It was a hit because he allegedly is tied to the Crips and his family's refuting that rumor about him being, you know, a Crip. And it's funny, I was talking to a friend of mine who just happened to say, you know, I'm doing the radio promotion. I've been working this Pop Smoke mm. uh, record. And he said, even they were blindsided. He says, we were just told to downplay it. And that to me meant, okay, there's a lot more about this that has yet to be revealed. Mm. And there's a lot that's not going to be revealed. Wow. But at the end of the day, you know, just like Jeezy said, this is ridiculous. I mean, you look at, you know, you go back to uh, XXX Tentacion, you got Nipsey Hussle, like, when is it going to stop? And what, this doesn't solve anything. It doesn't prove anything. Yeah. And if this was an alleged gang hit, yeah. you know, what did he do? Date somebody's sister? I, I don't know. And again, this he's a young man that was really about to blow up. But he wasn't even of legal age. He was 20 years old. Just like I think XXX was 19 or 20. And for what? Well, you know. So it's like this is it's going to end up being like who shot Biggie and Tupac. Write it down. I said it. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about this and and just like Jeezy said, I mean, I think uh, I mean, ultimately, you know, you want as, as black men, you know, we need to support each other. You know, and, and I think in so many cases, there's so much jealousy and, and hate, you know, when and when you go on social media and you show what you got, you know, not everybody's, you know, not everybody's cheering. And in a, in a lot of cases, the folks who are cheering are kind of doing it, you know, kind of half heartedly because they'd rather see you fail. And and it's unfortunate because, you know, even with Triple uh, X, uh, you know, when when that happened, where was he? I mean, he was flashing the car. Remember, uh, he had just came. Didn't he? He had just come from a dealership. Uh, yes, he had. You yeah. know, with the butterfly doors and all that stuff, and and you probably know, a lease. It was probably a lease. Yeah, that and, was a lease. And and in a, in, a, in a lot of in a lot of cases, these cats are new. They, all the money, as you know, in the business, uh, a lot of this money is advance money. You know, it it, it ain't even candidly. It, it's money they got now. But but when they and unless they're getting it through other means, which could have been the case. And I don't want to make any assumptions, but I don't know if you saw some of the video. I don't know, you know, Tanya B. Vi, if y'all saw the videos. But did you see I the did. when when you got stacks of cash and you, I'm not going to do that shit on camera. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. I mean, and, you know, and here's the thing. Yeah, it might sense. not have been real money. Right. It could have been a brick wrapped mm-hmm. with money, mm-hmm. just, just you know, Hello. just tied up. I mean, to look yeah, like why money. do it? Yeah, why even do it? I don't get why. I don't get why young why young men wouldn't do that when they get on social media and, and have, like raining money and showing money on bill. Why are you advertising that you got money like that? I mean, throwing why? it on the bed and and then you yeah. got you got weed and you you gonna lay it out on the bed on the table and and I just you know I gotta say to folks, man. You know, I mean, you know how it is, man. Nouveau riche that, you know, that new money, you know, it's a different level when you've never had it before. But again, you know, when you got how many millions of followers, a couple of million followers, not everybody's out there to follow you to to support you. <laughs> you know, some of them out there to case you. No, so social media is like what MySpace used to be to pedophiles. That yep, is absolutely like an open ground for 
scams mm-hmm. and all kinds of criminal activity. Yeah. So you hate to hear so you, it. You, 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 you want people to think you got the weed and the money in the car and maybe even the Instagram thought here and there. Yeah. You know, it's a shame because, it, again, I say with even with that, no matter who it is, there's something that is 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 a uh, an element of malfunction where you feel this gives you confidence and you feel this gives you validation and you feel this is going to show all the people who used to bully you in school. And they don't know the depths that people who are jealous of them will go to to destroy them. Yeah, so true. So true. Tanya, but you got anything else on that? Anything else? Um, Pop Smoke. uh, Honestly, there are are some things that were um, that came across my uh, inbox. And before I speak on them, very honestly, I just want to make sure that I'm not speaking out of turn. Good. I I don't. don't Yeah, uh, let's 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 do that. mm -hmm. When we when we come back next week. Let's do a follow up on it. Yes. Cool. Cool. All right. You got any other tea? Got any other tea? I just um, really quickly. Um, Erica Badu's um, vagina incense is sold out <laughs> and uh, she said there'll be more. But my thing is, if that is the case and she used old underwear, she doesn't wear underwear anymore. How is she going to recreate the scent? Mm. I'm just saying um, <laughs> maybe it's fro- maybe she froze it. <laughs> she froze them. <laughs> oh, she froze her eggs. Okay, she froze her underwear. <laughs> underwear. Oh, on the well. Okay. Um. Uh, lastly, I just want to remind folks that um, I understand that I saw some beautiful murals out in L.A. of uh, Kobe and Gianna Bryant. And tomorrow, starting at twelve thirty p.m. Eastern yeah. Time, you can go to uh, ABC live streaming for the. Uh, Memorial service from the Staples Center. Absolutely. As we tape the podcast on a Sunday, so that's going to be the Monday, um, um, the 24th. Tomorrow. Yep. 02 24. Yeah, tomorrow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Hey, y'all, uh, one, a couple of things and, and then we'll, we'll wrap it. Um, I do want to say just on the entertainment tip, I had a chance to watch Hunters on Amazon, Al Pacino. Uh, Jordan Peele is executive producer. He doesn't do any writing on this show, but damn, this is an interesting show. It's, you know, it's got diverse characters. It's about Jewish uh, Nazi hunters in 1977. But it's interesting because it's got a diverse cast. It's got like Asian hunter, uh, black female, like a Foxy Brown kind of hunter. Um, it's, it's an interesting show because it's so very diverse. But just be aware that it's gruesome in terms of the violence. It's almost like Pulp Fiction. If you ever saw Pulp Fiction and um, it, 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 it's kind of got that kind of vibe, but it's on Amazon. Uh, again, uh, Jordan Peele is executive producer. It stars Al Pacino as a as a Jewish uh, leader of this Nazi hunter uh, Holocaust survivor, which uh, people are asking, why Al Pacino? Because he's Italian. But um, but, you know, Al Pacino just, you know, he, he explained it best. He said, look, um, I can play any ethnicity. I'm an actor. <laughs> So leave me the fuck alone. He's Al Pacino. <laughs> I'm Al Pacino. Leave me the fuck alone. That's what he said. So, uh, but but check it I'm out, y'all. It. It, it's it's hunters. If you into that on Amazon, ten episode. Uh, I I kind of got halfway through the binge. It's an interesting watch. Not for everybody, but it's cool. Also, before I wrap, I do want to say condolences to the family of the 23 year old uh, Fort Valley State uh, student man. Uh, I, I spent time in central in central uh, Georgia. I'm not going to go into it because I I do want to kind of talk about this kind of situation. We got too many situations where these guys are, are, and I'm not saying that he did it because it's alleged. Um, You know, the boyfriend is in custody without bail. 
Um, before that, he had smashed her windows and, and slashed tires. And the family's in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, but, but we got to be careful, y'all. You got, you can imagine, I mean, that, if that, something like that happened to my daughter, the first brick that hit the window, I'd be in for a valley. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, Vi, you got, you got a daughter, you know, oh, yeah. and, and as, as a dad, you know, word, when, word all the time. Oh man, it just seems to me we have a lot of unstable young brothers who can't handle end of relationships right. and these breakups. And and you know, sometimes hell, we all go through it. Vi, you know, you and I talk about it. Vi's been there when I had, <laughs> you know, these crazy <laughs> breakups. But you know, you kind of get away. You step away from it, and you say it's right. over, it's done. No matter how I feel. I better just keep it moving. And a lot of these cats can't keep it moving. And it's unfortunate because it's winding up. You know, we had the situation in Atlanta with Clark Atlanta University, where it was an unwanted situation. And we're just seeing too much of this. So, you know, if you got sons or daughters, you know, especially the sons, you got to say something like, look, yo, hey, if it ends, it's over. Let it go. Keep moving. There'll be another one. Let it go. There'll be another one. And I hope I hope we don't know it's alleged, but, you know, I think, you know, with DNA evidence, you know, you you just, you know, they found this young woman, her remains uh, in a wooded area in Crawford County, which is in central Georgia. And it's just unfortunate, man. It's just really, you know, these these young folks in these situations, you know, life doesn't end there. You got to keep it moving. I'm going to say it like that. Okay, all right. Y'all don't forget. Definitely uh, check out uh, the G podcast. We're um, at castropolis.net. You can stream the show live. Uh, apps are available. You've got the MyTuner radio app. Y'all go ahead and download the app. If you have it, just go ahead and download it. Check us out. You can check out the stream 24-7, but it's also a great way to listen to the show live every Sunday at, at 6 p.m. Uh, you can stream us on Android Car, Apple CarPlay, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, uh, you name it. But with that, um, the uh, MyTuner radio app, you can find us there. Uh, don't forget we're on tu- on uh, Twitter at the G Podcast One, on Instagram at this is the G Podcast. You can check us out. Uh, Tanya B, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, I am on Instagram, T Bird Atlanta. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, I upload content for independent artists, independent record labels, uh, you know, just to educate you and just encourage you to learn the business and don't do all the show. Don't do all the show, especially the show when you're putting that money on the show money. That ain't good. If you have it. If you have it, you know, it's just like when you, you know, you people think, oh, so-and-so went to the strip club and made it rain. Yeah. A lot of times those are $1. It's like monopoly money. Then you go turn it in and cash it in for real money. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, everything that you see, the perception is maybe one fifth of the reality. Yeah. So true. So true. Hey, Vi, how can people get in touch with you? <laughs> <laughs> he is Savannah. He is Savannah, y'all, at one hotel, at the hotel. Motel City. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, bro. All right, y'all. Hey, Vi, thank you so much, man, for, for hanging hey, no with problem. us. Hey, I know Snoop. I know it's been tell everybody to kick. Snoop, tell everybody to kick Rockstar Apologize. <laughs> Give it up, bro. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, but I, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's going to be on, as we tape the show, he's going to be on on the Red Table 
talk show Wednesday, and and we'll see what he says. I mean, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he says. We'll see what he we we'll see what he says. But anyway, y'all, uh, Vi, uh, Tanya B, thank you so much, and keep us posted on on the upcoming guests you got as well, so we can promote them in advance, y'all. Oh yeah, and March is going to be really interesting. Yes, it is. Oh, you know, I, I real, you know, I did forget my little known Black History fact. I really yeah, want to yeah, make yeah. sure I share Let's this. Let's do with that. People. Absolutely, go ahead. And what I wanted to say to people, you know, we always hear about, was it Garrett Morgan and the traffic light? And we hear about, you know, all those things that people did. And then there are people that just do things very quietly because they don't want or maybe even feel like they need recognition. Yeah. But I just want to like, give it up to Prince. People, people are finding now, you know, in his death, he did a lot more than anybody ever knew. Mm-hmm. But did you know that Prince actually gave Spike Lee the money to film She's Gotta Have It? No, I, I saw that. Did you know that Prince took care of Lauren Hill's children when she went to jail? Wow. Wow. And did you know that Prince paid for all the costs of Trayvon Martin's funeral? Wow. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's all you got to say. He did it the right way. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's why he is who he is. I'm going to leave it at that. Always. Hey, y'all, with that, episode 21 is in the can. Again, thank you so much, Tanya B. Thank you so much, Vi. And we are out of here. Peace. Out of here. Peace. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.